Yeah, you know what? So funny. It's really random. Um, but like on our third date, we went on this hike, and then at the top, he started playing Tiny Dancer by Elton John. Oh, you know, when I was like a little kid, I used to dance in my living room to that, thinking I was like a ballerina. So I was like, oh my god, this is my secret little imaginary song. <laughs> so that's definitely on the playlist. That's like our And then after that, like handsome 20 more times. So like, Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, you look good. You, you look, look handsome. handsome. <laughs> well, no, let's start the episode. Click. Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well, I just remember that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to that. I've been meaning to listen to that. Why don't you come over and talk about it? Hey everybody, welcome to I've Been Mean to Listen to That, the podcast where we go through albums we've been mean to listen to and use it as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests, and we back, I'm Andrew Ambrose Lee. I'm Michael Matato. I'm Stanley Philippe. Yeah, well, let's just introduce our guest, she's already been such a delight, uh, just like a lovely radiant energy, uh, exuberating out of her screen into our lives and into your ears probably um she's a writer on swagger she's a writer on the shy it's raquel baker everybody hey (laughs) thank you for having me i'm really so excited to get into this album let's just get straight into it let's just talk about chance the rapper we're talking about acid rap this is his uh, the 10th year anniversary of this album. I remember this album from my youth, uh, probably like college or r- around that time. I think we'll turn to Michael first. Like, what is your, <laughs> like, uh, what is your preconceived notion? What is your, I think we did it. We did an episode on him like two years ago, but how has it changed at all? Has it Wait, like, what, what, what album did we do? Coloring book? We did, um, surf. We did surf like the collaborative album with like his band and stuff. Oh. I, I just wanna slip, 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 slip. Oh, that's Stand right. That's right. That's, right. that's right. that's right. I'm sorry about this. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. Um, uh, uh, my history of it is Chance was a. I went to you know a like a private Christian college, so I think because of that, uh, everybody there loves Chance the Rapper because yeah. <laughs> Chance the Rapper is like Christian adjacent, kind of. I don't know if that makes any sense, but absolutely, he's like. Yeah, and I, I grew up in Illinois, too, so there were a lot of, like, circles of, like, things that I'm adjacent to Chance with. So I was like, I really need to listen to Chance. And then I just didn't, and I didn't, and I didn't. And then Coloring Book came out, I think, while I was in college, and everybody was like, I love this, this is great. And I would listen to it, and I'd be like, I don't really get it, but you guys love it, and that's awesome. You know, right, like, yeah, yeah, that's right. great. You know, like, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. And I was kind of like, Okay. And then going forward, I heard, um, you know, the big day, which is not good. Well, mostly I listened to handsome because I it's like bad good to me where I like to listen to it because it's funny. (laughs) 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 But um, (laughs) uh, but that being said, I think 
I had never heard this album before, Acid Rap. And it's so funny because I feel like I've gotten the like reverse. I've gotten to watch him like get better and better because I'm like going backwards listening to the albums, if that makes any sense. Like, I'm like, okay, Coloring Book was fine. The Big Day is bad. And this album is pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. There are a couple of things that I might take umbrage with. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe one notable thing, but uh, I just, uh, uh, that's kind of my history with it. We'll talk about it, but um, also like next year we're going to cover like uh, Chance the Rapper's fourth grade uh, talent show. So like hopefully you'll enjoy oh, that. That's a good uh, can one. We, can we do Timothy Chalamet's talent show? Where <laughs> that, we'll do like too? a double feature episode. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's turn to Stan Lee now. Uh, what is your what is your Chance history? Yeah, my my little brother who's way cooler than I am. He way back in 2013 or 14, whenever this album dropped. 2013. Yeah, I'm sorry, Stanley. Ten, ten years. You mean? Way back and way back and way, yeah, back. way back. Yes, you're right. You're totally right. Uh, just busy being handsome. But um, yeah, so, <laughs> so he told me, hey, listen to Chance, Acid Rap. You're going to love it. And I'm like, all right, I'll listen to it. Loved it. And then in 2015, in Ottawa, there's a music festival called Blues Fest. And Kanye was performing. He was headlining. But Chance was there, too. So all my friends were like, oh, let's just wait for Kanye. And I'm like, no, we need to go see Chance. Like, Chance is the guy. So I forced everyone to get there really early, saw Chance perform live, did most of these these tracks, like, lost my mind. And then later, Kanye kind of blessed him as the next one. Was like, hey, this guy Chance the Rapper, he performed earlier, he's the guy. And Chance, there's a video of him, like, tearing up in Ottawa, hearing Ye say this about him. So so it was kind of cool to be present for that moment. And then obviously Ultralight Beam dropped. And I mean, maybe the best verse of the album was by chance. <laughs> so and, so Michael, I'm the opposite of you. I was just kind of riding this train and coloring book for me is is top notch. Like not as good as this, but really, really good. I think, I think it's good now. I just didn't have the context of like, I, I hadn't broadened my horizons enough to like it enough, I think at that time. But I think re- if I revisited it today, I would like it much more than I did mm-hmm. then. Sorry, mm-hmm. not trying to interrupt you, but just wanted to throw that in. Yeah, no, and I, I think like for me, yeah, I was trying to interrupt you. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> I'll let, you'll let me finish. That's good. That's good. That's good. I like this little skit we got going on. <laughs> skit. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, there you go. For for me, I I have an affinity for Chicago, at least from a from a rap perspective, because I obviously love hey, Kanye. Hot dog. Yeah, I love I love Common. I kind of like Twista a lot. And then I like Chance. So it was just part of this like Chicago hip hop takeover. Uh, and I think that that's a very interesting kind of perspective because we always think of the East Coast, West Coast, down South. But Chicago maybe produced pound for pound, Lupe, pound for pound, the best rap. So anyway, so, so I'm excited to get into this album. I was actually living in Chicago when this came out. And I heard about this guy, but I was like between you two. Like I wasn't fully on the train, but I knew that he was like bubbling. And I got on the train when I heard Ultra Light Beam. And I was like, who the hell is that? Uh, And also, I think Kanye tweeted or no, Chance tweeted that he like made Kanye put waves on uh, Life of Pablo. And I was like, oh, my God, that's like one of my favorite sonically songs so i was like okay i like you color and book came out that same year and i was into it i was like, oh my god it felt very like chicago in a whole different way from kanye and common 
but still that jazz instrumentation and like the church influence. I'm like, this guy has got it. Some of the house stuff, but I never got back to acid rap. Uh, but you know, I went to Flognaw, I think 2016 or 2017. It's a, a festival in LA. Mm-hmm. Chance performed. He did Cocoa Butter Kisses and everybody went insane. I was like, what is this song? And so I found out then that it was on acid rap. And I was like, well, this sounds great. And I like Vic Mensa. But actually, when Andrew reached out, that was the first time I listened to this album. And I'm wow. kind of ashamed. Hmm. <laughs> that's <laughs> wild to me i mean yeah. this is my first time too raquel so but yeah no i, I was not in the chance uh zeitgeist so it's kind of i don't know i was just like avoiding and i listened to the big day too like you know <laughs> <laughs> and you loved it <laughs> it felt like a departure but, <laughs> you know, but I raquel's a, a class act like yeah, I, I kind of I just feel bad for him, like I was saying. But uh, <laughs> this definitely, I could see so much of the influence on Coloring Book here. And like this. Just yeah, felt- for sure. This sounds so unlike any other like rap you hear because it's like so soft in a way. Like, I don't know if that's insulting to call it soft, but it feels so like yes. warm kind of if that makes any sense. Yes, and vulnerable and like experimental. And yeah, it's just really, really free in a way that I don't think he is, or the the pressure wasn't here necessarily, you know? Uh, But yeah, that's kind of my entry to him. No, if I made an amazing piece of art, I would never be able to make another amazing piece of art, I do want to say. So, well, I mean, this podcast is the main piece of art, and we make it every time. Uh, I mean, we're talking about. <laughs> I Your no- boy genius episode was the amazing piece of art you made. Now it's like downhill from here. Like, <laughs> everyone in the comments is like, he fell off. He loves his husband. <laughs> I'm a husband guy. <laughs> so, okay. Like my preconceived notion is super, super boring. I, uh, uh, Childish Gambino, he was on that album and then. Childish Gambino showed up on this album. I listened to that. And I was like, cool, awesome. And then I like forgot about it. And then um, then I got super into it. That was like during my, uh, in college, I was going through like a super religious phase and stuff like that. It was like kind of like the, oh, he's Christian, but he swears, you know, kind of like that. <laughs> yes. <I guess>. yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Honestly, going- he's kind of like the gateway drug to like deconstructing for some people, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but like he is also like uh I was super super into it. Like he was my favorite artist for like um like a few years. And then like coloring book, I actually liked I liked I I think I would cut it down to like the medium day or like the <laughs> like the, <laughs> the, the 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 afternoon tryst. <laughs> Two hour wedding of like a reception, and then we're all like everyone's like kind of brushed out and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's like um I I just like have a very soft spot for him. I think the thing I really want to get into, like, so the preconceived notion is pretty boring, but the thing I want to share about it is um, one of the reasons I do this show in particular, it wasn't, I don't think it was the intention of the original intent of the show, but it's kind of what it became for me now is I'm trying to find a model of success uh, that I could either emulate or build upon. And like, I know I have the talent to, I know I have talent. I know I put, I work hard. I put, together a good show and i could be a positive force and but i'm also like wondering like 
so how do I be, how do you be successful? Like, how do you maintain success? Like what is, what, how do I even define it? Would I handle the pressures of it? And if I became successful, would it solve my problems? Would it, what would I use that success to do? And I'm very unclear about that. And, you know, sometimes those questions hold me back from actually becoming successful. So the reason I do the show is I, I like to look at these artists that I admire and go, okay, how did they do it? What can I take from it? What can I like avoid? You know, with like, yay, mm-hmm. there are a lot of things I like, but I, there's a lot of things I want to, you know, avoid and stuff. So it's like chance to me is like a model of success, even including the big day <laughs> that is. Emily, that is like admirable to me because he's found a way to focus in on what's important while actually doing the things that, you know, doing the totemic things and breaking grounds. Like he has a beautiful wife and kids. He has a good relationship. He does? (laughs) I know, like it's a little known secret, but like his beautiful (laughs) wife and kids. He has a good relationship with his family. He has critically acclaimed records that even if he made 20 more big days like people would still remember and love him and stuff a big month <laughs> a big month <laughs> <laughs> but like he's gone to meet and collaborate with his idols he's in, influenced the entire stream of chicago music alongside drill uh he's performed in performed snl as an independent artist the first to ever do it he's the first artist to win grammys as an independent artist and the first one to win grammys as a streaming artist and then also, like, he's still on the pulse of Chicago. He uses his influence to, like, pour into performing arts, homelessness, child literacy, mental health resources in Chicago with his nonprofits. Uh, he's still Chicago's kid. He, like, sells at the United Center. And he still is all about Black liberga- liberation with the Ghana Festival and the Jamaica Festival. Like, that's still, like, 52,000 people, a free festival. Um, and then beyond that, his day job is the voice. <laughs> like that's his day job. Wait, he's he on the voice. Yeah, I forgot this. too. Yeah. Wait, and is it? Did you see Reba McIntyre is going to be on the Voice next season? A single mom who works three jobs. So yeah, like I, I think like that is. <laughs> I think that's very admirable. I think like that's like you could tr- undercut it with. Um, you know, like a video essay about how he fell off or like how he loves his wife or whatever. But so funny, that's like the dig is that he loves what a loser, what a loser, what a loser. He loves you love wife. your wife, that's so gay. Oh, Just like, you know, like that yeah. oh joke. I think chance, chance, I have another word to say instead of that, though, <laughs> but like. But like, I feel like people who say that view artists as commodities instead of human beings, which is like kind of like, I also think that when I talk about the big day, um, the reason I'm like, eh, I like that album is because now I like all of it, but like, I like their songs I could extract and go, that's that rules. Like, uh, Sun Come Down is awesome. Uh, Zanies and Fools is awesome. Like, Rue is awesome. There are like a lot of awesome songs on there. Um, but beyond that, it's like he, when he won his Grammys, he was like, I looked in the audience and I didn't see my wife there. Like, cause we broken up at that time. And like, it was like the reunion was like the big celebration of it. And like, I wasn't really prioritizing making an album. I was prioritizing all this other stuff. And then also it's good that he has like, he has a failure under his belt. He has like a quote unquote failure under his belt because I think the pressure to like constantly put out 
masterpiece after masterpiece after masterpiece would drive me like mad basically totally so totally. like i like that like he can only go up from here he can only kind yeah. of like you know fantano has gave gave him a zero out of ten like he could like that's, if he gives him a one ridiculous. You know, that's, yeah that's bleh. that's nonsense but that album has that nikki verse that's so good like oh boy but like um and it has baby you look good you look automatic 10 we gotta stop talking about this album because i'm gonna go listen to it again and actually like it <laughs> because we're like like hey, uh, handsome is a lot of fun like yeah, it's, fun. About? It's, it's great uh, yeah yeah it's the a Megan verse fun. is fun too like also <laughs> yes. the funny thing about that song is like Megan said she'll do the feature of Chance Eats Vegetables. <laughs> like, that's a funny, like, <laughs> 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 it's just, yeah, that's, that's good. Okay, yeah. fine. Let's review the big day <laughs> right now. Let's, let's play it, let's stream it, listen to it, enjoy it. <laughs> is there anything else that we haven't, like, uh, talked about with, like, is there anything else you want to get out about that? Like, or a response to what I just said? Yeah, I, I have a response. I think, I think what you're saying is really interesting because I, and I hope that chance would tell you, you know, I'm actually very happy with how the big day came out because he is somewhat what we, what some of us hope that Kanye would do on like the biggest scale, which is to just remain independent. Like he remained as an independent artist. He didn't sell out to the expectation of what the next album after calling book should be. And then since then he's just gone about his business. Yes. He had his political kind of moment moment where he expressed himself publicly. And he talked about how he kind of backfired in a little bit. And now he's not going to get involved in politics, but just do the work. And he's doing the work. Like the Black Star Festival is phenomenal and that's doing the work. And I think that a lot of the big artists that we love don't do that because they're so tied to the commodification of their product. Whereas Chance was somewhat liberated by the big day being so, I almost said shitty, by not being as well received that he can now say, you know what, I'm just going to do whatever I want and remain this independent person and fuck it. If people like it, great. If they don't, doesn't matter. I'm still working for Chicago and for my people and for my family. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's like Kanye, I don't want to say he could never, but that's just the total opposite path. And I really appreciate that. And Andrew, I love that you gave him his flowers. Like you really laid it all out. I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, you know what? It's a great way to reframe things and remember that he is a human. And I think what makes him really special is that groundedness. Like, I, I don't think he's ever left Chicago to live anywhere else. Like, you know what I mean? And that in itself says a lot. Yeah. And that will help you to say, like, okay, I'm not going to be so distracted or swayed or I'm just me. And I can really appreciate that. So uh, let's talk about this album. Let's talk about thematic territory of this or like kind of like, um, yeah, let's talk about thematic territory of this album. What do you think this album, Acid Rap, is about? It's about it's about like recognizing what you value in life and for him, that's family, clearly. Yeah. It's kind of like in an in-between phase, though. It's like he's like he he wants to be this cool, independent rapping drug guy, but also like so like his family is kind of like they're like side characters that he knows he wants to like return to and like experience love from. But he's also like he's a young man. He's kind of selfish. He's kind of an asshole also. But asshole like, rap. Yeah. Asshole. <laughs> That's the poor parody of this album. <laughs> Asshole so rap is me after uh, Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, Raquel. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. 
So that's a big theme. Like, <laughs> you said something really honest and nice, and then you like, we led you down this path. So yeah, yeah, you did that. that. Not you your did fault, that, Andrew. That like, <laughs> I was. I. I mean, it's so obvious, right? But I was like, drugs, right? That's a big thing, but not just on the basic sense of the word. Like, I when I hear something like paranoia or um. A lot throughout, it's just like they're using drugs to numb the circumstances. And I kind of think maybe I'm speaking for myself, but as a millennial in the inner city, out in the world, we were all experimenting with drugs. And so I was like, oh, yeah, this is what like even I think about Section 80 or Good Kid Mad City and how it spoke to my adolescence of like doing drugs because we don't want to deal with the shit that's happening in our neighborhood. Um, and I really feel like that was coming through as well, while also balancing like, but I'm determined to get out of this. There seems to be some optimism here, um, especially with the bookends of the intro and the outro. It's like, OK, but you know what? I'm on these drugs, but I'm also going to make this album and I'm going to keep being creative. And yeah, I think it's a really interesting snapshot of this generation and that time. Um, where you're mixing the substances with productivity and I a hundred hundred percent agree with that. Like I think it's it's re- it's a really interesting listen through that lens of I mean, obviously he was on acid for some of these tracks and other drugs too. And when you're doing when you're doing drugs, you're doing it because of circumstances or because of of wanting to escape your reality. And I think in both situations are are true on this album. Uh, with Chance specifically, and and I think that optimism is such a key part there, and that's where the family Michael comes in, right? It's like the optimism is him being, you know, ensuring that his eyes are bloodshot when he sees his grandmother, who's going to give him the amazing life advice, or you know, his dad giving him like you know a bit of a pep talk at the end of the the record, and and it's and it's what makes Chance Chance because he's never changed that, right? He's always been the guy who, no matter what's happening, there is a grounding, and like you say, Raquel, like being not only from Chicago, but being in Chicago and staying in Chicago, I think allowed him to stay grounded and still be addicted. Like he's still addicted to his community. And while he's not doing acid anymore, he still wants to be that drug that might get people a moment to get away from whatever they're dealing with, or also access to other pathways that aren't set up for members of his community, for for Black folks in a lot of parts of America. So I I think this album kind of, tries to amplify it from a youthful perspective it's not the old guy saying hey you gotta do better or the system sucks it's like you know man chance a rapper it's like a joyful like a joyful youthful way of of seeing a really tough world mm-hmm. that he lives in totally i also love that it's like but he's also a very young man and he does he's a child on this album he's like 18 years old like he's like a baby basically and like he says the line like still id me for swishers mama still wash my clothes like he's like a child here and then it's also so there's a lot of like questioning there's a lot of like i know this is bad but like i don't really know how to fix it i don't have the resources or the answers to how to fix this um so yeah i'm gonna use drugs to escape or and also i'm gonna use rap to escape yeah, I think like the the theme I came up with is like it's like train spotting in Southside Chicago. It's like kind of like that movie is about like addicts who 
you know, it's a very humanizing view of them. It's a very, it's funny. It's like heartbreaking. There's some really dark, horrible scenes in it. Um, but there's still this levity and there's still this lightness. And it's like this poetic dialogue and stuff like that. It's also, it's, and then it's also like the cyclical nature of being right now. He's kind of stuck. He's kind of like an addict. He's yeah. Like you're like, I love your metaphor, Stanley. He's like addicted to Chicago a little bit because, but he's, he's literally addicted to drugs, but he's also addicted to Chicago. This idea of um, this album starts off as a high. He's like, good ass job. I'm awesome. Yeah. Push the man. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> then like, he comes down, he's sober and he like realizes the violence in his city. And then he gets high again with like cocoa butter kisses. Da, 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 da. And then he has this, like he sobers up and he like, he realizes, Hey man, love is the answer. Then he gets <laughs> high again. And then he at, at acid rain, he soberly faces his grief. He soberly faces his uh, situation. And then at the end, there's like a uptick, but it's also like, I can't quit either. Like, I know I should throw away my cigarettes, but I can't do it. I know I Levi's pants on fire. Like, I, I can't do it, but I'm still like grateful. I'm still like ch- all this stuff. So I think it's awesome. It's so good. <laughs> he did a good ass job, this guy. <laughs> this is a very, very good album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he is addicted to community, which, you know, if America was addicted to community, maybe we would have gotten a few more seasons. <laughs> Where is the love? Dan Harmon would have been very pleased. But like, I remember when, speaking of Dan Harmon, I remember when I was like 19, I I wanted to be like kind of a Dan Harmony like showrunner figure. I was like trying to make my own cartoon and I was like trying to like I was like way too ambitious and I was like kind of like I thought being self-destructive was kind of cool like the way he was like and I realized like oh no that like nowadays like oh no 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 no. I I love his work but like oh no 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 no. Like so like I think like 10 years later is a good opportunity for Chance himself to go he he said in his life, I watched the actual like, you know, Chicago United Center show. It was awesome. And he said, yeah, I don't really perform these songs anymore because I don't really relate to them anymore because I've grown up and you've grown up, blah, 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 blah. But the part that I like about this album so much is why I think it's the greatest album ever is because it's honest about the search. It's honest about, you know, being a young man and like, yeah, he'll he'll like. Yeah, it's like it's it's still very flawed. He's still like all that stuff, but like it's it's still yeah. That's that's really all I have to say about it. So no, agreed. Yeah. I just I love I love art so much because there are so many talented people in the world. Like like real. I mean, everyone has a talent, but some people are just able to kind of pinpoint it. And I think with this, he he pinpointed it. Like he realized. And found a way to kind of, even though he was on a lot of drugs through all this, but he was able to kind of um, focus in on his talent and then be like, all right, this is a project that is going to stand out from Drill, you know, from Chief Keef, you know, in the most positive, like, you know, I love Chief Keef and he loves him too. But but he knew like this is a lane that he could create and then bring people who are also equally as talented and give them that that optimism that hey like i don't have to be something different it's it's the, the theme of everybody's something right everyone's some something to somebody 
And I think for him, it's like, he's like, listen, like I have a voice that's something to somebody. And if someone hears this, then that means everything, you know? And it just happened to be that some of the bigger names in in music heard it and, and that helped him become the artist that we know today. But for those artists who are, you know, performing at the the local, you know, community centers that are, you know, so talented, but aren't being heard. I think that that is inspiring for them to be like, you know what? Hey, I can still do this. And someone like Chance comes from us, comes from me, you know? So I think this is like a, almost an ode to the arts too. And, and not letting go of your, your gift just because it's not being opened by the world, you know? Totally. Yeah. And the fact that he was high for some of this, but still made some good, like, and the, the lyrics are making, like, it was just, oh, this is actually still saying something like, that it speaks to the talent. Mm-hmm. The I think though, talent. so many musicians being high while making music is not a new thing yeah. in the world. <laughs> I saw I saw a tweet the other yeah. day, which someone like you know, like Taylor Swift. It was like a picture of Taylor Swift after the VMAs, and she had obviously just done cocaine, obviously. And uh, <laughs> someone, yeah. someone, it was like zoomed in on her nose, like you could see like even like specks of cocaine on her nose, I, and oh. And, that could have been her boogers. Uh, <laughs> that could have been her booger. She did cocaine. She did cocaine. I'm sorry, guys. She did cocaine. Uh, but uh, all, right, all, right. all that being said, allegedly, 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 right? And all that being said, uh, someone said, oh, no, a famous musician did cocaine. <laughs> oh, my God. I think uh, two things. Uh, one, to Stanley's point about you know, this is a, the some everybody something's somebody's everything. That line um, is important not just for artists, but also for um, you know black people living in Chicago, living anywhere, uh, who are gaslit into being told that their lives don't matter. You know, it's like you are told by the news, you're told by the media, you're told by your teachers or whoever that you don't matter, and we're not gonna like give yeah. a shit about like this. endemic and stuff um so just like that uplift that he provides in that song is so beautiful and then also uh to the the drug points uh i think he's also realizing that i think this is an identity he's adopting for now but it's like the drugs are the least interesting part of this album. It's totally like agree. boring. It's boring. Like <laughs> I smoked again. I had tabs of acid. Like shut up. This is so boring. This is like not that interesting. You're right. Like you're right about like oh a famous musician doing drugs. Right, what right, you know? Right. It's like that's. I think it's also like a non-sustainable identity. It's like he did an interview for the 10 year anniversary. Like. Oh, I would have died if I kept doing this, if I was the acid rap guy and I would have been remembered as the guy who tricked a bunch of white suburban kids into doing drugs. Or I would have been the guy who was like, oh, man, that guy was so sensitive and talented. Too bad he couldn't defeat his addictions and stuff. It's like I I think it's like I think it's so beautiful that he like found a way to ascend that identity and ascend all that stuff so yeah yeah. that actually makes me think of something i'm gonna go a little dark but some of the songs when i was listening to them i was like this sounds so much like mac yes yes and i think about what i mean just but even just the flow and less about the usage but it's the emotion behind it the soulfulness and it i can't help but make that parallel between there too 
they like uh, chance or i probably like opened i think he opened for mac miller too and then he probably witnessed how lovely and kind he was in person and then it's like i think that might have been like maybe not a complete wake-up call because it might have been like after like uh coloring book or whatever but like it was kind of like oh man this is the path i could have gone down if i stayed here you know yeah and that's what always upsets me about now we're getting now we're going to a tangent and i i'll be back to like but like it, tangents it, on this on a podcast I know, it never happens but it really upsets me <laughs> wow stanley i know i'm trying to be different attention um it, yeah, it upsets me because sometimes we look at people and depending on how we feel about them we then give them grace with whatever they're dealing with. So like a Mac Miller, you know, it's like, you know, RP the Mac, everyone has this affinity for him because he's such a good person and he just happened to be to struggle with these addictions and, and it cost him his life. But then other people who were either castrated by society or placed within the worst scenarios possible also have that downfall. And we place judgment on those folks. And it, and it, and it hurts because you realize that you're just one perception away from being loved or hate or hated and i think in some ways again with chance and the big day like i think he like understood that better than most and was just like fuck it i'm just gonna do what's on my heart and my heart right now is like i lost some time with this woman that you know we we had a turbulent past but now that we're in the great place a really great landing zone I'm just going to enjoy this moment and let the whole world hear it. And fuck it. If you guys don't like it, go back and listen to Acid Rap on Acid for all I care. But hot shower, you know, hot shower. <laughs> I'm not defending that song per se, but like, dude, <laughs> my friend did say like his, my friend had a defense of like, that song is camp. Like so that song's like stupid and like, oh. so that, everything you know? is camp these days <laughs> it's so annoying and straight people have co-opted the word camp and have made it into something that it's not anymore yeah you know what else is camp all right it's childish camp you know hope girls drop it like the dance that move like <laughs> that is camp actually yeah, yeah 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 fire straight prison camp. Bon- bonfire <laughs> bonfire <laughs> uh well on that now let's take a quick break click <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Uh, we're here with Raquel still. Uh, she's still here um, being uh, cool and stuff. Uh, let's start with you, Raquel. What is a highlight song from this oh, album? Okay. Um, I mean, the intro alone, really, if I had to tell an alien who is Chance the Rapper, what does he sound like? I would say play this because it has those instruments, the mm-hmm. melodies. You know what I mean? Like, it's there. I'm like, yeah, this is Chance. Um, so that, but also Pusha Man sounds so like, it sounds like a song Twista would have had or been on, but then modernized for like 2013. Like, it's very just like, yeah, I'm right. Like, you, it just feels good. And then you jump out of that with Paranoia, which is one of, it's like a documentary almost, you know, like he's really. Are you highlighting the whole album? <laughs> <laughs> also good but um i love that juxtaposition of those two like one is like yeah you know i'm just out here the other one is like ooh, the reason i'm out here doing all of this is because this is what's happening and the lines about him hoping that it rains because everyone dies in the summer i was like oh, oh that's the cry mm-hmm. yes that's that's sad and so yes and at the time i think i mean chicago is just 
it's an ongoing thing, but I'm pretty sure around then it was, the numbers were crazy. Um, I know 2011, 2012, 2013. And so I, I appreciate that it's really reflecting his experience in the Chicago, the black Chicago experience. Um, I mean, I'm going to be this person, but Coco Butter, <laughs> the thing about that song for the longest, one, when I heard it at the festival, it was just a vibe. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is a very, like, upbeat, you know, good party song. But then I'm listening. I'm like, oh, this is, like, about the mother's approval and, like, the distance between the relationship. And it's a little incoherent, but I still appreciate <laughs> the groove of it. Um, yeah, I mean, I can really just go down. Maybe I just do the low. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I. No, I think Coco Butter Kisses is for sure one of the mm-hmm. highlights of this mm-hmm. album. Uh, I think it's ability to kind of touch on the like, like the upbeat, like you said, and then slow itself down and also be so profound at the same time. It's like, it's so crazy for like the, fi- I think it's a little too long is my only complaint. I've, if a song's over five minutes and it's not by Lana Del Rey, I have an issue with it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, but it's just it has like one too many choruses like i like all the rap uh but the i miss those coco butter kids, like him singing i feel like there's so many rappers that love to sing that i'm kind of like, <laughs> like i like when you rap his voice is great but eh, maybe he doesn't have to sing the chorus right at the end also one more time this like yeah this song like kind of highlights three things about chance like chance is a comedian he's like kind of like doing kind of doing a stand-up routine with this song like hey you ever notice <laughs> that like when you uh smoke a lot of weed your parents uh you're like your parents are like uh you know they're like you smell like dick and i'm like oh you know it's kind of like there's that dig, 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 um, dig, dig, but it's like but there's but there's like this well-observed like humanity First of all, the the pointing out this like observation that only someone like him would notice, and then also that probably people have felt, but then also like the humanity underneath, like the best comedians do that. And then Chance is a mosaic crafter, like he's like kind of a the way he uses like used to like orange cassettes with Tommy, Timmy, mm-hmm. and Chucky, and Chucky, Jesus pieces, Jesus pieces, sing Jesus love me. And like, that is like, he's just like saying things and like they, they form a picture and then he undercuts it with, uh, put visine in my eye. So my grandma will fucking hug me. So it's just like mm-hmm. a different color to that mosaic. Um, and then also chance as a deep dish pizza chef. Where it's like the way he like constructs a song is like where where like uh, to Michael's point, there's like sometimes when you eat a deep dish pizza, you're like, oh, that was too much. <laughs> but like it's also like chant like to me, like chances he like crafted this perfect slice of pizza where it's like speaking of Chicago, like or like allegedly, but like um chances the crust and like Vic Mensa's the cheese, the instrumental is like the rich tomato sauce. Wait, what's what's allegedly there? Like sometimes, like people say, like Chicago pizza is not real Chicago pizza. Ugh, whatever. Like, I know. It's like who cares? Um, I put ketchup on my pizza. But anyways, <laughs> okay. My favorite pizza, truly in the world, is Papa Dell's and uh, Monocles. Papa Dell's great. Champagne local localities. <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, it's like um, and then like Twist is like the pepperoni with like the burnt edges and stuff like that it's like just like this perfect like all the pieces coalesce together and like 
it's like so like yeah. heavenly to me. So, that just made yeah. me want some pizza. I yeah. love that. <laughs> yeah. Pizza yeah. with the ingredients. I'm your pizza man. I'm your, I'm your pizza <laughs> man. <laughs> I'm your pizza oh, man. That's good. You know, I've been to Chicago twice and I've never had deep dish. Oh, it's fun. It's I love I love deep dish. It's like I I like I like obviously like people are like gatekeepy weirdos, but like I, I, I eat it every so often. So it's good. Everybody wants to have an opinion on everything, said the white guy with the podcast. <laughs> That's on your like epitaph. Just like <laughs> <laughs> here's something I think everybody wants to have an opinion on everything. Uh yeah, Stanley, what's a highlight for you? I guess like that Michael comment. That was that was pretty funny. That, <laughs> that's, that's, a that's a highlight. That's a highlight. Um, okay. I mean, I'm just a cheese ball, so I, I love that. That's love interlude for me. It's a big highlight. I haven't I haven't Instagrammed in a long time, but I've been listening to this album. Like, I gotta post something about this song because it's just that's love. Like, and I love I love hearing about love. I love. Um, artists that allow themselves to be vulnerable enough to just express it and the way he paints it through these lyrics is really great like uh, and it's not just love of your partner it's love of your family love of your friends love your, your circumstances it's just and it just sounds so uplifting and beautiful I think where it's placed in the on the record like I look forward to getting this part it's like a it is an interlude but it's a fun interlude where you're not reach, racing to go get drinks or go to the you know, concession stand or whatever, you're actually wanting to sit there and listen to it, you know? So uh, for me, that's mm-hmm. a big highlight. I always, I, when I listen to that song, even though it could be about all forms of love, I'm like, you guys, the signs were here all along. Yeah, he's always but been a wife guy. It, it, it's a beautiful <laughs> song. <anyway. laughs> it's the, it's when you find your person, like, oh my gosh, she's going to hate me because I'm doing this again. But but when you find your person, it just feels so good. Like it feels like, like purpose. Like your life's purpose is, is to leave a positive mark on the world, but also to find that person to share moments with. And your parents, hopefully your parents are that, that kind of initial Uber. But then when you actually purchase that car, that is your partner, it's like, it's a road trip and it's the best road trip and you never and you never run out of gas right because it's like that person is your battery that charges you up and vice versa and so it's it's i don't know it's it's great it's awesome i was just gonna hate me so much but i don't know i just love it i'm like i think after i think after hearing that i think hayden and i are fighting actually (laughs) (laughs) i didn't think we were in a fight but now i think we might be i think it's like um uh it's all like you're talking about Raquel, how this, you know, foreshadows the big day and like, you know, how he loves his wife or whatever. But like, it's like also like um, it's also a um, it foreshadows the rest of his career in the way he prioritizes mm. this over any of the other stuff. Like the he's talking about like his career and like how it's better to love someone than to, you know, have all that stuff you know like have a career like be a cool rap guy or whatever it's like this is like the song where he's like soberly realizing joy <laughs> and like the, the the joy he testifies so beautifully on coloring book and whatever so um yeah i want to go back to the uh first two highlights we we're talking about like uh good ass job and um paranoia uh 
I think it's like um what the good ass job is like one of the greatest intros for a hip hop album ever. Like it's just like it um the the way to be original, there's probably there are no original people. There's there everyone's just like a culmination of their influences. But the way to be original is to have a very unique combination of influences. So he's like combining jazz, psychedelic rap, Rastafarian, conscious rap with the common Kanye sample, uh, the Chicago footwork, like kind of like breakdown and stuff like that. And um, yeah, so it's like just so cool. And like the melody, his use of melody is so underrated, I think, like. Balancing on spore acid, the fucking pure joy. Nightly searches for a bed. I just came out to Detroit. Like that whole like bit is so like I think he's like so underrated as a mel like a creator of melodies. Like like when Eminem raps fast, it's just like rap god, you know, all the time. Like it's like that's literally that's what it sounds, like, sounds like, like for real. Oh, that was a great Eminem impersonation. <laughs> but, but it's like, yeah, it's like there's no real melody. Like he can't and Mel- Eminem can be melodic, but when he does that mode, you know, it's, he's not melodic at all. So it's like, I think he's under like it's so overflowing with personality, confidence, and refreshing uh, originality. And then one point about paranoia is it's like he's calling for empathy um, that might not come. He's calling for empathy that like, you know, where's Katie Couric? Where's Matt Lauer? Although we don't need to talk. <laughs> we don't need to invite Matt Lauer anymore. <laughs> I was like, Matt Lauer? He's had a fall from the <laughs> Yeah. But it's it's also just like, it's a call for like empathy that might not come. And then it's also like a call for solidarity within this community. It's just like expressing the sadness, expressing the anger, expressing the grief, and then expressing the vulnerability of just like, I know you're scared. You should ask us if we're scared too. But just like, um, he has this probably has this complicated relationship with Chicago. Like just like he has complicated relationship with like drugs. Like he loves the vibrancy and the joy of the city. Yet he's also like scared and angry and grieving the violence that surrounds him. And again, it's like, he's a child. He's, he shouldn't have to deal with this. It's unfair and cruel that he has to deal with this. When he asks that question, when he says, we're scared, you should ask if, or you're scared, you should ask if we're scared too. In my mind, he's like talking to someone who lives in Lincoln Park, like mm-hmm. north side of Chicago. You know what I mean? Because Chicago is so, so, so segregated. Yeah. And it becomes like them over there and what's going on. But like everyone is dealing with it amongst themselves as well. And they don't even get a voice. And so I love that, to your point, this gives them a voice. Yeah. And just like, I think it's also just like a call for the listener who are not in that community, like white, you know, like liberals like me and rap fans like me who aren't directly impacted. I go, oh, sick. And then turn it off and like do whatever. Like, it's like, you know, know, I have to like, I have to realize, I realize I have to like do like do something about it, you know, like, or just like show empathy or at least just like be humane to the people around me and stuff. So It's, it's the worst part of the commodification of hip hop as we celebrate hip hop 50 is that everyone gets a chance to enjoy the brilliance of these artists, but very few actually experience the hardship that these artists are born in. And in many cases, they're born into these hardships, not out of their own uh, actions, but from a system that in fact is then almost breeding these people to then create this music that's be commodified to fill the pockets of the folks who are then re-upping on the brutality that's happening in these communities 
you know, you know what I mean? Like it's it's fucked up. Like it's yeah. fucked up. And it's like it's incredible that that chance is still working and is still again positive, you know, like 10 years later, because he could have very easily just been like, fuck it. Like I'm I'm not going to do this, but he's still doing this. Vic Mensa's still doing it. You know, people are still working. And I'm this is from uh, someone who's living in Canada with a middle life, a middle life, a middle, a middle class upbringing. Like, <laughs> like, and I listen to his music and I'm like, yeah, you know, and I, I remember feeling so guilty with the first time with the Chicago. And I was like, yo, let's go to the South Side. And they were like, no, we can't go to the South Side. And, but they were like, but no, we should go and see the culture that we consume. But there was this, there was this fear, you know? And so mm-hmm. it's, it's like, it's tough. You don't know how to, somebody just don't know how to approach it, you know? And this is where, again, an acid rap, like that track, like it gives you at least some type of, almost like he's taking the guilt away by by also replacing the guilt or changing the conversation a little bit. But it's kind of saying like, hey, I know, I get it. You're afraid. Like, I understand. But, but we're afraid too. And not just of what you're hearing in the media, but the fact that we're not getting any support from y'all. <laughs> that live in the north side you know what i mean so i don't know it's it's tough well, i was it's gonna talk about it like now we gotta sit with that yeah, but it's really well done and it amidst all of this it's like oh you came with that <laughs> oh wow i know and i was about to talk about apple tv's the morning show <laughs> so i'm very glad you stopped me from talking about that <laughs> Oh, now I want to know about the yeah. morning show. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to talk about, so you know how Steve Carell was basically playing Matt Lauer? Like, not really Matt Lauer, but like Matt sure, Lauer. Yeah. And do you guys hear spoilers for season two of that show? They said it during COVID. COVID happens in the second awesome. season. And then they make Steve Carell go to Italy. And then they make him kill himself because he regrets so bad all the bad things he did. And I'm like, this is a very crazy story. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. Sorry. That was not that important. Please get that out of the episode. <laughs> that was, I think that was the best point anyone's ever yeah, made. That was, that was legit. <laughs> Damn. Oh. So okay, uh Michael, do you have a highlight song other than like yeah. all the butter kisses that we haven't talked about? Yeah. Uh sorry. R.I.P. Steve Cross character <laughs> in the morning show. Uh my my favorite song probably on this whole album is Everybody Something. I think that is a very um, like it's a, like a cliche emotion, I feel like, like you're special, basically. But it's expressed in such a way that I feel like it actually resonated with me, which for a message I've heard 10 billion times is something that I think is like, that's profound, like the ability to express that uh, um, uh, like you're special and you have somebody that loves you in a way that rings with me and yeah, is just absolutely. like you know it's it's the motto of every disney movie ever but it's like it works really well here so that's why there's so many like, songs like is because we need that message but we need it in a way that we'll receive it so every musician is going like ah you know they're trying to like <laughs> instill it into you and like if it works it yeah, works and, you know yeah it worked worked here for me for sure so i i don't necessarily have let me see if i let me check my notes. Uh, just, oh, the line about him not being able to tackle his demons without the other people there to help pull the demons off of him, basically. Mm-hmm. I love that line, and that stuck with me really hard. So, And even, like, the to your point, just to double down, but, like, 
everybody something. Like to someone, I'm like, oh, I've never put those words together to say someone is special or someone is loved. Yeah, I even love it because I think like when you're dealing with people who are depressed or having, you know, uh, thoughts beyond depression, right? It's reminding them of the people that care about them or even the people they care about as like, this is what matters to your life. And hearing that in a song, like that's not how people usually frame it. So I think that's so beautiful. Sorry, before we move on from this track, can we just quickly talk about the Sun Village sample? Because one of my favorite things I love about um, artists when they start off is they give you glimpses of what type of hip hop they love. And to have that Slum Village is just like just kiss. You know, it's like, oh, yes, yes. Chance is he's he knows he knows good music. You know what I mean? So I, I just wanted to just throw that in there as as a Slum fan. Like that that alone was like, oh, yeah, I, I'm in it. I love this track. Yeah, that's how I feel about favorite song, because I know it's like a Betty. Um, what's her name? Is it, it's not Betty White, but that's Betty White, yeah. <laughs> Betty White sample. It's a seventies or whatever. But the song has been sampled so many times, and it's like from the night. Take me to another. I think it's the or no. I'm everyday yeah, people. One yeah. of those songs, and I'm like, oh man, okay, yeah. This it really gave me a glimpse into the kind of music that he appreciated and then it's like so chicago i'm like oh my god this is like really good footwork juking music too with that sample um and it sounds like the perfect song for childish to be on hmm. too funny enough but it does sound very childish very you know unfortunately unfortunately that song is my low light though i'd hate to say so the casual homophobia in 2013 oh, yeah, like is insane <laughs> it, like and i looked it up like i was kind of doing like f slur research when i heard that song right like like what 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 like trying to contextualize myself right someone in the nba got a fifty thousand dollar fine that year for saying the f slur at a fan which is just like so to me it's like the the cultural moment like the the, the vibe around it was not like go ahead and say it in a rap song. Like, that's okay. Like, if this was 2002 or whatever, or, like, I would be a little more forgiving or lenient on it, but it's not 2002. It's 2013, so I'm a little, like, that's tough. And really shocked me and made the rest of the song hard to listen to. And I love Childish Gambino, so. I will say, like, this, like, is such a bummer, like, because we talk about, like, the genres of music we listen to, and... Uh, Michael, the reason you don't gravitate to hip hop often is because of these surprise like homophobia things or like the like mm-hmm. just like and that's such a like, oh, it's such a vibrant, beautiful genre. But like, yeah, like if I listen to pop, I don't like s- suddenly expect some like, yeah, that Halsey track is great. It's about feminism and like, you know, female. And then she says the F word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just like, you know, some or yeah, you know, like. Yeah, like, oh, you gotta like listen past that part, you know. It's like it's so, <laughs> right. it's so it's such a big. Halsey, I I would not recommend listening to Halsey at any <laughs> point, though. I will say there's some good songs. Um, but yeah, yes, maybe. Yeah, so yeah, it's. I will say like so. The conversation is, should he have used the word? The the, the conversation is over. Like, uh, it's no, he shouldn't have used it. Right. The time is right. over. Um it's like very harmful the word was used at me when i was young and i'm not gay and like it, like it was still very hurtful and then so like there's no real excuse for it but like i do think the additional conversation is like um 
this is an opportunity. Like when we watch someone make a mistake like that, it's an opportunity for like introspection, reflection. Yeah. I'm not saying let's not talk about it. Like, I'm not saying this can't be a good song. I'm just saying like, that's what to me makes it unapproachable. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Oh, Raquel, you're saying something. Sorry. I'm. Oh, no, I just here. said it took you out of it. I mean, I would feel the same way. About- I was shocked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Especially as a guy with like lyrical dexterity, like he could have used a different word or he could have d- d- done something else. I understand that he's trying to do the turn of phrase. Like I slap happy. Oh, happy. Also, like, yeah. it's like, you know, gay means happy, actually. And so that, that's the <laughs> joke, I guess. But it's not funny. Yeah. So not funny. Okay, sorry, I, I didn't mean to to completely grind this to a halt so i apologize no 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 you did not okay. you did not well this is like this is important so yeah yeah the only like i do like the song outside of that word like i like the oh everything else <laughs> is great so. in that song i really like that song otherwise like the i have to kind of like la 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 at the beginning so um colbert has a great video where he analyzes the song and he's like the bang 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 ski 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 she do that thing for three feet the album feel like 92 like that part is like the similar rhyme scheme to gilbert and sullivan's like i'm the very model of a modern major general like it's like he's like such a nerd and you're like and it reminds me of lord of the rings because of course he said that but like it's like <laughs> <laughs> nothing has not reminded Stephen Colbert of Lord of the Rings, but like um uh yeah, but and then Gambino comes with like a more simple pop verse to just like I love it so much. Just as God as my witness, as Will Smith, but real shit is so funny and fun and just cute and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No, I mean in that to that point though, because I, I could go on and on about the entire uh, album. I will say that Nana takes me out because I'm just like, this chorus has got to go. It's so annoying. I know that it's supposed to be like a play on Nana, but I don't want to hear it over and over again. I just don't get anything from it. And maybe that's just me, but absolutely. Uh, Nan, like we're, uh, we'll kind of like meld highlights, low lights, and like kind of straight reservations. So like Nan S, Smoke Again are like the empty calorie songs. And also just empty calories. Yeah. yeah it's like, it's just like, look how, look at all these cool, weird things I could say. And then, <laughs> and, and Smoke Again has the worst rap line I've ever heard. Let me put my mouth where you potty boo. Oh, I can't. And they <laughs> blank after that. And I say, we need to get more words here. <laughs> I'm like, I get it. You eat ass. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I, um, I the only like redeeming factors of those songs, like I usually like skip, but like uh, some of these songs I listen to over and over and over again. Like I want to listen hear that again. Um, this one I listen to one time when I'm listening to the album all the way through. Like that, <laughs> you know, and then it's also like the 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 production isn't as good. Um, the only benefit is like oh they're having fun they're independent artists like or like they um chances an independent artist he's getting this person who's under a label to just have fun you know i think that's and like the thing i like about the the features is they either sing the chorus like they get chance lets the feature sing the chorus or they he lets them try the ad lib you know absol does the ah bit and then like uh a- Action Bronson does a nya, nya, nya. he does that. It's like really fun. Uh, no. stinks though. I agree <laughs> yeah. with Raquel hundred percent. Okay, Jay Sherman. Smoke <laughs> <laughs> again sounds like when I heard Smoke again, I was like, is this a beat that Drake 
Turn oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Drake's like, like, Drake's like, I already have 48 songs on this album. Yeah, I can't yeah, have right. a 49th one. It's like the generic 2013 kind of, yeah, I just don't like it either. Uh, any other highlights, lowlights, anything we want to get, uh, get out there, Stanley and Michael? Well, yeah, like, well, then after, after, yeah, which I, I, I don't, I don't love it, but it's like, it's Action Bronson. I think all the, all the features really fit the tracks you're on. So Action Bronson couldn't be on yeah. anything else but this, you know, and, and yeah. But after that two pack of like, okay, yeah, then uh, so again, Acid Rain comes on and I think is the best song of this album. Not I mean that's been my favorite song, but when we talk about like actual best records, like stands the test of time, previews what rap could be like in the next five, 10, 15 years. That's what it is. Like that's that's Chance really being Chance the rapper. Um, so Ooh. that that for me is a huge highlight. The poet too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Open mic yes. vibes for sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's like, uh, and I, <laughs> yeah. So he does. This, he's doing the snaps in case you didn't get the on the audio. Um, I I love that. Like he's like um, the line just like. Because people still get by for phones, funerals for little girls. Is that appealing to you from your cubicle desktop? What a beautiful view is like the same points as like uh, the paranoia song. And then it's also like, I think it's beautiful that he cries out for God to show his face. And then in his later albums, like at least to him, like God does show his face and God, like he's able to look at life more optimistically um, in a in in a more sustainable way. I think we'll just like just say this talk about the last two songs just really quickly. Um Chain Smoke. Uh what yeah, what do you think of these last two songs? Chain Smoker doesn't really register for me too much. Uh the outro is so good, I think, partially. I always had to play Chain Smoker, like, wait, what was this again? And wow. when I it, it does, but when I listen, I'm like, oh Chicago, like the the juke and the footwork. It's a little Kanye beat machine in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is like, wait, what is it? I have to, it's not totally memorable. Yeah. That's my issue as well. It like, it sifts through me. Oh, wait, where's the rest of this? I remember so vividly. And then that's me put my I mouth where you remember so well. <laughs> Like yours just like keeps you up at night. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I have to leave this Zoom recording after that, actually. <laughs> it's just, it's just cool. I mean, and I know, I know we're not supposed to talk about this guy like in length. But it's it's cool to see like the impact that Ye really on on multiple generations of of rappers, right? Like, it's like like Jay Z for the longest time was your rapper's favorite rapper, and then Kanye became like every hip hop artist's favorite hip hop artist. And so it's like whenever you tapped into artistry, you turn to Ye. And this, like, I mean, the intro outro or or he's bookending this album by saying like. Like, yay, come and see me. Like, I love you so much. You know, it's like, it's screaming yeah. out for this connection. And, and then when he later says, I met Kanye West, I'm never going to fail. Like, you know, like there's there's that that influence throughout this album of being more thoughtful of what you're pointing out as your art. And I think that's the gift that Ye gave everyone. Now, obviously, there are other things that we that, could take, yeah. But that we could take is is that, right? Like after that, like, and if you look at the lineage of these artists, the Drake's, the, Ch- the Childish, the chance, the J. Cole, like everyone followed that blueprint. And I think chance through every everything's good, that good ass outro. It's like, I got this, man. Like, even if Ye stays in Yeezus land, because Yeezus drops, 
it's like it's your we're good chicago now let's juke yeah you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like it's like let's not worry about all the stuff that you have to deal with every single day let's not worry about who's going to be the next one from our city like i got you i got us now let's juke 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 you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. it's just a celebration and it's a great way to end an album suddenly who's Who's everyone's hip hop artist's favorite? Who's every hip hop artist's favorite hip hop artist now? Is it Iggy Azalea? It's, yeah. either, it's either Iggy or Kendrick, but I, pro- I would probably give it the Iggy Azalea. Yeah. yeah. Iggy's Mrs. Morale. It's, just like- <laughs> it's actually Iggy that says Mr. Morale. It's, it's Iggy. Sorry, sorry. But okay, also, I'm like, really sorry, um, Andrew was going to for real engage with you. One more, like, I, one more point, then we'll drop it is like the philosophically, he's adopting Kanye's thing. It's like, Kanye's philosophy before the anti-Semitism was um it was uh we we're children I know I know no wait wait sorry Andrew I'm gonna let you finish but it's so it's so annoying (laughs) it's so annoying that we have to qualify that like we have to say before the (laughs) anti-Semitism there's a new album coming out and I'm just I'm just like I'm anxious I'm so anxious about this new year because I'm like is he gonna double down? And what, what's gonna happen? But anyway, <laughs> okay, we know we know if he's gonna double down or not, right? Yes, yeah, we do know, we do know, we do know the answer to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but anyways, uh, yeah. Or he's he's probably good. Never mind. Okay, so like, um, <laughs> but the philosophy is his philosophy was: as children, we're born artists, we're born free, we're born loving and powerful beings, and then society demeans us like racism demeans us and it demeans us when we're adults that we just follow consumerism. And then our job is to let that child out and become and like be free artists and stuff like that. And like bring that to the real world. And he's doing that here. He's doing that here. He's like the, uh, everybody, someone's everything. Like you're told you're nobody. You're told you don't matter. And then he's saying, no, you're somebody, you know, that's the thing he brought into that. Uh, chain smoker everything's good um it's also like ends with his dad like the the this album like he starts he in paranoia he goes trapped in the middle of the map with a little little shitty mac and a literary knack and then it it, it ends with like chance's dad buying him a new laptop because he believes in him and he you know it's like so beautiful it's like and that's the difference between him and kanye is like he he does kanye doesn't have that you know he doesn't have that family structure or whatever like mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's um i'm sad now <laughs> yeah i know but like it's but it's like it's like uh the story of like chance's dad is like um chance's dad kicked him out of the house because he was being such a like a delinquent kid but then when chance's friend died like he got stabbed uh chance's dad like stepped up like kenneth bennett like stepped up as a dad and like was like okay i'm gonna support your dreams i'm gonna like we're gonna figure this out and stuff and then (laughs) second second chance the rapper (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then like 10 years later kenneth shows up at the show at the end of the show when he's about to do this song and he says, Chance's dad says, like, hey, I'm so proud of you. Look what you've done for Chicago. Look what you did. Uh, look how many people you impacted. I'm so proud of you. And, like, Chance got so emotional that he couldn't do this song. You know, he left to be with his kid, kids and his dad and his brother. You know, like, okay, bye, United Center. I'm going to, like, you know, focus on my family. And it's, like, that's so beautiful. That's, like, such a... 
I'm like getting like emotional and getting like chills. Mm-hmm. It's just like that is like the to bookend the album and the bookend the 10 years with that is so beautiful. So it yeah. speaks so much to him. That's why we have to give the big day grace. <laughs> because he's a family oriented man at his core. It's a strong value mm-hmm. to have, but uh so let's uh that's our review of the album. Let's uh give it our final thoughts and ratings and a review. Uh we'll rate this out of 10 with a fun metric at the end. Uh who would like to go first? Okay, I can go. It's fine. Um, yeah, I think I think this is a, a really great reminder of 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 art. And you know, we always say that artists have a responsibility, but I think we have a responsibility towards the artist to allow them to explore their art and and follow their dreams. And Chance has been able to do that, I think. And and despite many moments where we've said don't do that, um, and and I think that he's going to continue to do so. And this was a really great jumpy point for for his kind of um, global uh, commercial introduction. So uh, I'm going to give this nine. <laughs> out of ten. Um, I also very, very much like this album. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, uh, I've gotten kind of a backwards, uh, like a backwards understanding of his career a little bit where I've seen like, the kind of corny guy and then this i've gotten to kind of see like oh wow this is like incredible like this is an amazing debut album right like he doesn't have the sophomore slump he has kind of a junior slump which is like a bummer but you know or how about you this is like his second this is a sophomore album Mm -hmm. oh this is a sophomore album oh i want to hear his first album then too it's cute. I didn't it's know fun. that. This is a, this is a, a amazing sophomore album. Then. It's funny, um, Michael. Part of the reason why he starts with um, "Even better than I was the last time" is to kind of say like, "This is better than my other album." You know what? Suddenly that that uh, you know what? Maybe I need to like have some comprehension <laughs> when I listen to things. That might be helpful. Or you know, look at his Spotify page good. or something. You're good. That you're only human. Page. You're only human. Um, I'm good. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm only human, and yeah. I can only just listen and then go <laughs> bleh, into the microphone. Uh, but I really like this album. Why man have a podcast? <laughs> I I thought this was really great. Um, I'm gonna give this uh, nine pizza mans <laughs> out of ten. Oh yeah, the joke he said. Uh, <laughs> I'm hungry for pizza. <laughs> I'm your pizza man. I'm your I'm your pizza man. <laughs> Deep dish, hot pepperoni. I'm just trying to eat some. Oh my uh, God. <laughs> yeah, you got it. I'm trying to think of the last word. I'm just trying to eat ham. some ham, bread, ham. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. Maybe you can punch this up afterwards. She's on strike. Oh, She's on strike. That's true. Like you're doing. <laughs> I think I would. I mean, I just. Again, similar to Michael, like going back and listening, I'm like, oh, I have such a new appreciation for him. And again, going to coloring book after listening to this, I was like, oh, I can see an arc with his character and how he's evolved. And it's just also really um, inspiring for him to have been so young and so just like raw and authentic, but also give us a cohesive story and introspective. I mean, at 19, 18, I was not giving these kind of thoughts. So I'm just like really wild by this. Um, so yeah, I think I'm going to give it nine days. Wow. <laughs> nice. Nine good. damn days. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is so wonderful. Uh, I like it way more. 
doing it this time. I will. I was like, I, I think initially I like Coloring Book a little better than this, but like I'm like I think they're neck and neck. I think this is a pretty great project too. Um, I uh, and also just like it, it was such a treat to like. The other thing about this album is like I didn't know the words really. I just like listened to it so many times. I didn't read what the words were. And uh the for example, like in Cocoa Butter Kisses when he's like asshole I thought he said asshole absent up in that class, but he says asshole absent dumping that glass. I'm like I and that double meaning is so clever and so cool. Um but yeah, it's just like so such a treat. Little nuggets I got to songs I didn't like or don't like even. I like their moments I just like are that redeem it. Um and it's just like a great model success is a great yeah it's a just a, it's a great model it's it's a great model as a chicago artist so i'm gonna give it 9.5 raquel's playing the tambourine in the background of a chance and jeremiah christmas promo video. <laughs> oh my god oh yeah oh, you gotta tell us that story <laughs> yeah okay so um i used to assist lena way and we were in Chicago for the Shy promo. And Common is an executive producer on the Shy. Him and Lena are cool. He's like, hey, I'm at the studio with Chance. You should come through. And Lena's like, you want to come with me? And I'm like, what? Of course. And this is like 2017. So coloring books already come out. And we go to the studio. And he's like, hey, you know, so I'm making a Christmas album. <laughs> and I'm just like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden jeremiah just appears and i don't know where he's been the entire time and they're like let's let's show them something jeremiah like, um, <laughs> yeah yeah right jeremiah. um and he started playing miss parker the miss parker song and i was like wow this is incredible christmas music and he was like you know what i actually want to like shoot something right now <laughs> so we're like okay it's like everybody um just get like a little get your costume pieces. And he had like Santa hats and like all this random shit, random instruments, like the triangle, the tambourine, little bongos. And then someone was recording it and it became this little promo for Merry Christmas, little mama. And I'm in the background shaking a tambourine. I think commonly <laughs> on the drums. It was so random, but yeah, he was really nice and just super duper creative as hell. Like, I don't know. That's cool. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. It was great. Le- oh. Lena is like, like top, top five, top 10. I think go, like she's goaded. Like she's so good. Right. Oh, I'll tell her that. That's so sweet. She's great. Tell, 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 I said hi. Tell I said hi. <laughs> she, she, Raquel like goes up to her. Hey, Stanley says hi. I was like, I don't know what to do with that <laughs> <Yeah>. information. <laughs> yeah. Tell her I I want to see I I wish they hadn't canceled Westworld I wanted to see her in more Westworld. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like uh, let's uh, Raquel, thank you so much. Thank you so much for the thoughtful discussion, for the uh, just the fun energy you provided and the thoughtfulness and like just like being so game and so kind to us. Um, yeah, it's come back anytime. Talk about ask if you want to talk about whatever we can talk about that. Uh, what would you What would you like to plug uh, that you can plug? Oh, that I can plug? Oh, gosh. I don't even... Follow <laughs> you on Instagram? Yes, I am on Instagram. Yes. My Instagram is It's The Rock, because I want it to be from Rockefeller Records. R-A-C. Uh, yeah. I-T-S-T-H-E-R-A-C. I love it. <laughs> it's The Rock. 
I really love the blueprint episode you guys did. Oh, thank you. It was I I went to listen to it immediately because I was like, you guys are I love the thoughtful takes on here. Like you really I had to do my homework because I was like, I'm gonna come prepared. You all are really funny, but also just like deep analogies. We got the Ubers, the pizzas. (laughs) 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 It's great. Really appreciate the space. Of course. I wasn't on that episode and it was really deep. That's interesting. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, Sorry, Raquel, you said the nicest thing on earth and I'm like undercutting. I wasn't Sorry. there. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, you can follow us at uh, IBMTLTT on Instagram and TikTok. You can follow Michael at Lemon Taco on Instagram. You can follow Stanley at Snapasten on Instagram. You can follow me. You already do, Rachel. Uh, Rachel. Oh, oh, my God. Wow. So bad. Wow, wow. You can follow me at Andrew Ambrose Lee. On Maybe she won't be following you anymore. <laughs> you can unfollow we'll Andrew. Uh, sir, what's your handle? <laughs> <laughs> at Andrew Ambrose Lee. Find that in your close friends. Um, and uh, <laughs> oh, it's embarrassing. Um, and uh, Raquel, what, what song would you like to play us out with? Oh, I mean, oh gosh, that's pressure. What am I going to play? Call Water Kisses. We have that. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a good day. <laughs> Click. Cigarettes on cigarettes. My mama think I stank. I got burn holes in my hoodies. All my homies think it stank. I miss my cocoa butter kisses. I miss my cocoa butter kisses. Cigarettes on cigarettes. My mama think I stink. I got.